Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Higher Ground with Chris Warren. Hello and welcome to Higher Ground. Wednesday, the 22nd of September. This is your late night league lounge. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. Yes, indeed. Well, just a couple of sleeps away from the first prelim final on Friday when Manly and the Bunnies fight for a place in the grand final. And then on Saturday, the Panthers and the Storm will do exactly the same. Both games at Suncorp Stadium. Both games also have so many subplots to the main storyline. Souths and Manly, well, such a long-standing rivalry. Manly losing three grand finals to the Rabbitohs in 1951, 68 and then 1970. And then the Sea Eagles' maiden premiership came in 1972 after poaching uh, South Sydney stars John O'Neill, Ray Brannigan and Bob Moses as well. Well, Manly's most recent grand final appearance was in 2013. They lost to the Roosters but beat the Bunnies in the prelim final of that year. South Sydney's recent form in prelim finals, as we know, is not great. In fact, it's abysmal. They've lost three in a row over the past three years. Two of them were under coach Wayne Bennett. In his final season at Redfern, he'd like nothing more, I'm sure, than um, departing with an eighth premiership to his name. And what a send-off that would be, wouldn't it, for him and South Sydney super number seven, Adam Reynolds, before he joins the Broncos. But as I say, they've got to get to the grand final first. Melbourne v Penrith, well, needs little introduction. It's uh, last year's grand final rematch, arriving a week earlier than most of us expected. We'll look ahead to both those games over the next uh, couple of hours, and uh, we'd like you to get involved with us as well. One other glittering storyline that has uh, been thrust upon us this season, and I'm so glad that it has, is the mind-boggling achievements of manly fullback Tom Trebojevic. And with Dally M Awards up for grabs, it's a timely discussion, isn't it? Is Turbo the best player in the game? And if that is the case, well, he's surely the best fullback in the game. Or is he? Plenty will argue that James Tedesco is still at the top of the tree. It got me thinking, who is the best ever fullback to play the greatest game of all? Look, in my time, I've seen the likes of Gary Jack, Tim Brasher, Darren Lockyer, Billy Slater, Matty Bowen, um, Anthony Minicello, Greg Inglis, Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Um, there's more too, Brett Stewart. And, of course, 
the current guns, Teddy and Turbo. But what about before my time? Back in the, I don't know, 50s or the 60s and 70s. The likes of Churchill, Fournette, Barnes, Langlands, Beattie and others. I thought we'd chat tonight to a man who has seen the best of the best over the past well, six decades or so. Five of those decades, he's been calling the game. Yep, I'm going to chat very shortly to my father, Rabs. And uh, he can tell us who he thinks is the number one, number one. I'll also chat a bit later on tonight uh, to former Storm captain Robbie Kearns, an old mate of mine. We played together over at the Western Reds, and uh, you can be sure I'll ask him. Um, is Billy Slater the best fullback that he has ever seen? So a bit of a, um, I don't know, a retrospective look back, if that's tautology. Yes, I think it is. A bit of history, though, is the theme of the night. Talking of history, I'm going to talk to one of... Uh, well, the best rugby league statisticians the game has got. The website I always go to is Rugby League Project. No matter who I'm looking for, what era I'm looking for, you can bet your bottom dollar the stats you find at Rugby League Project, they are 100% correct. Andrew Ferguson, he's the brains behind Rugby League Project. He's going to join us on the line as well. So lots for us to get through. We've only got a couple of hours to squeeze it all in. As I said, I'd love you to be involved with the program. So get those texts Get them coming through now. 0457 736 736. 0457 736 736. Send those texts through now. The question tonight, who is the best ever rugby league fullback? Send them through. If you want to jump on the phone, you can. The number there, the open line is 1300 01 1170. Clive Churchill, the captain of the Australian rugby league team. Well, Eddie, we've brought a, a very good side over here with us. We're taking a good side of France. They're very solid, not one weakness in it. And I think we have a great chance of uh, winning that World Cup series. And I, as uh, a captain of Australia, would be one of the proudest chaps to take that cup back home. Clive Churchill led Australia's fight back. But the fiery Frenchman, rated outsiders at the start of this, their first Australian tour, turned on an electrifying display. Ward. The little short one. Oh, good try by Langland. Thompson. Horton. Now Meadie. 80 for the line. Meadie's in the score. Full marks to Gray Meadie. Lurked in that back line. Was hanging in there to make an extra man. On blind side comes Roach. On to Pierce. Back to Roach. Across to Sterling. Now to Folks. A dummy. Leaking up with Jack. Jack has it. Jack for the line. Great names there. Some really great fullbacks of uh, yesteryear from uh, from Churchill all the way through to uh, the great Billy Slater. And uh, we've left out the current fullbacks. We'll hear from 
uh, about them a bit of a compilation a little bit later on but geo there have been some wonderful number ones uh, over the year. Hello again. Welcome to Higher Ground. Uh, Chris Warren with you for the next uh, couple of hours. And the Mad Russian is in the house as well. Good evening to you, Alex. Wasn't that a trip down memory lane? Well done to you for that putting that fantastic. together. I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, we'll cover off all the, uh, the big news stories of the day. Um, what's happening at West Tigers and also uh, the reports that uh, Brad Parker will miss the prelim final um, against South Sydney. Other news around as well. So we'll cover all that off. But um, where I'm going to now, uh, it got me thinking during the week. We spoke on Monday, didn't we, to Steve mm-hmm. Renoff? Uh, um, and I was saying he's uh, got to be the best headgear, uh, the best centre ever to wear headgear. Uh, I will be talking to Tony Martin from Melbourne Storm tomorrow night, who oh. also wore headgear. Jared Croker, Canberra, wears headgear. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk a bit more about that as well, because I was picked up by someone on Twitter about another great centre who wore headgear. Mm-hmm. But it got me thinking, didn't it, with Dally M's and then the Justin Olam situation, um, the administrative error that uh, saw Justin Olam not invited to the Dally M's when Steve Renoff, even on Monday, said he's got to be the centre of the year, hasn't he? And I thought, well, you know what? He probably does have to be the centre of the year, but he wasn't invited which made me think, well, he's certainly not going to get the award. Mm. NRL have done an about-face, haven't they? They've said, no, apologies, a clerical error. Of course he's nominated, and uh, he is invited. Um, So they've done a bit of a a U-turn. It got me thinking then, with Dally M being the theme, uh, who is the fullback of the year? It's got to be Tommy Turbo, hasn't it? Mm. But then others will say that, James Tedesco has had an enormous, enormous season under difficult circumstances. Is Tedesco still the number one fullback? But then, you see, if Tommy Turbo is crowned Dally M winner, Dally M medalist, which I think he will be, Mm. well, by that logic, he would also have to be crowned fullback of the year, would he not? I mean, you couldn't have the Dally M winner being Tommy Turbo, but then the fullback of the year being James Tedesco. Or could you? You see the conundrum. Mm. Which then got me thinking further. As you know, I'm a thinking man. I'm, I'm an ideas man. Um, it got me thinking a little bit further. Who is the best fullback of all time? Now, we just heard of a number of, of great fullbacks mm. there. Churchill, Edie, um, Gary Jack, and, and others as well. We've left quite a few of them out um, from that. And I have only seen over the past four decades, right? Mm. So I thought, uh, why don't we talk to a man that has seen the best of the best, okay? And uh, he happens to have been around the game for a number of years, and I thought we would catch up with my father, Ray Warren. So, Rabs, Dad, uh, I know it's late. Thanks for joining us, mate, on, on Higher Ground. I want to ask you just two questions uh, who are the best fullbacks you've seen throughout your broadcasting career? And who is the number one? Um, I've seen some great fullbacks. Uh, and I wasn't around in the time of Churchill. I, I was a kid in the country, really, just leaving school. Uh, Keith Barnes, I, I didn't see Keith play um, live. In fact, he finished up as my, my first co-commentator on the Amco Cup. But, you know, I've I've seen people like Les Johns and... Graham Langlands and God knows who I've I've missed by even just mentioning those people. But let me assure you, I've seen some of the best. 
But I, I tend to think the best are around now, and uh, they include the Tedescos and the Trebojeviches. Um And I, uh, you know, I, I, I need to mention, of course, that Billy Slater is the one that I have said publicly, I think he's the best I've seen. And the answer to that question is quite simple. He's the busiest man I've seen, I think, on the football field ever. Uh, he was the man that I think is responsible for changing fullback play more than anybody else. Um, he's he's a dummy half. He's at first receiver. He's at second receiver. He's sweeping around the back. He's a general in defence at the back. His defence is fantastic. But now uh, he's being challenged by Tedesco and Trebojevic in the main. And to be quite frank with you, Tedesco probably looks more like Slater uh, than anybody I've seen. But then, uh, I've got to throw this one at you, I don't know whether Trebojevic is better than Tedesco or vice versa. Uh, so that's probably my answer. And I haven't mentioned Mitchell. I, I haven't mentioned um, Ponga. Um, uh, the, number of, the number of fullbacks we have at our disposal at the moment is just... Quite incredible. I could ask you to name your top four or five. That'd be fine, but have a look at the ones you've left behind. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Is it even fair to uh, to compare players from, from different eras? Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's totally unfair um, to even utter the words, uh, Churchill. I, I left Les Johns out of that. Mm. I... I probably left a heap of people out of that, like Matthew Ridget Manley. He was fantastic before Graham Eady. Um, uh, yeah, oh, I would have left a lot of people out of that. But to compare Churchill and Barnes, um, Eric Sims, um, it, it, and, and Les Johns, it would be grossly unfair, I think. Uh, to compare them with the Slaters, the Trebojeviches, the Pongers. I, I think I love a person that rolls their sleeves up and wants to go to work and they, they work hard. I mean, you might be only paying them to work eight hours a day and they're prepared to work ten. And that was Billy Slater. But you get the big fullback. There's a, there's a bloke I didn't mention. Uh, it's embarrassing. that I, I mean, I'm doing this off the cuff, but I didn't mention Greg Inglis. Mm-hmm. And, and Greg was more of a Graham Eady type fullback, big and fast. And I remember when Graham got elevated to fullback for Australia, he took the place of a bloke called Graham Langlands. And the Pommies hated the thought of playing against a bloke like Eady because uh, Wombat didn't want to run round you. He wanted to run straight over the top of you. And from memory, um, I don't think the Poms liked that. Whereas Graham was more dazzling with you know, a lot more skills. But um, I'm trying, I suppose, in a brief period of time to to explain where the fullback went to from where he is today. A, a lot of the time, back when Clive Churchill was playing, back in those days they had a thing called a kicking duel, mm. which was a game we used to play in the schoolyard called foursome backs. So a lot of the time the fullback did was kicking and marking the ball, kicking and marking the ball. And eventually it was won by the bloke that could kick the ball the longest and catch the ball best. 
there's another bloke just came to mind that I, I didn't include anywhere. There was Brian Carlson. I didn't see him play, but, you know, he was back in the Keith Barnes era, I suppose. So, look, uh, I love talking about fullbacks. Um, and one of the questions I, I, I always pose to people if they want to sit and listen, name your top five now. Name your top five now and then work, have, have a look at the list you've still got left. You know, have a, have a look at the, the remainder that you didn't pick in your top five. It's, it's a butte and intriguing open line question, really. Well, thanks for staying up. I know it's probably uh, well past your bedtime. Enjoy the next couple of weeks. My pleasure. Yeah, I, I, I might head off to the crusher now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he needs to. I don't. You know what the crusher is, right? Yeah, the the bed, the crusher. Yeah. Well, I don't think he'd be doing too much of that sort of stuff these days at his age. Surely, um, there he is, uh, the old man and uh, Billy Slater. Yeah, I've got this text here from uh, Hillstorm Maroon. Thank you uh, for getting in touch. Uh, is that Hillary? Yes, it is, it is. Uh, Billy Slater, number one now and always, uh, says Hillary. I bet your dad thinks so too. Well, you are right. He, uh, he says Billy Slater. And I think, um, I think he said that before, hasn't he? He's probably mm. said that in commentary in Channel 9 um, over the past couple of years because it's, it's a glaring question, isn't it? With the emergence um, of so many talented fullbacks, particularly this year, the likes of Pappenhausen and, and Turbo's gone to a new level and Tedesco's maintained his own um, his own stratosphere up there. You've got the likes of Kalen Ponga. Um, and how good was Nico Hines? And then you've got another kid coming through, Reese Walsh. You could just go on and on and on. Um, and you don't even mention poor old Clint Gutherson in those names. And he's no slouch either, is he? Mm. But it's just, a, it is a debate, a good barroom, barstool debate. Yeah. Um, and I'll be, we'll be talking uh, to Robbie Kearns a bit later on as well. He's going to stay up. Uh, he'll be all right down there. I hope he's probably a bit shaken up, is he? What time was that earthquake? About 9.30. So I might try and get some audio of that for you. We had a few oh. people on there. Andrew Bensley, the ultimate professional on track. I heard, yes. So he's <laughs> going through and things are wobbling and you can sort of see the water yeah. on the, is nearly spilling because that's how much the, the room is shaking. Yeah. And he's sort of listening to his interview guest who's still talking, and then he turns around and goes, oh, well, there's been an earthquake here. Anyway, the horse is 6.50. Oh, seamless. <laughs> Ever the professional best. Seamless. They're good. And, you know, the the good live presenter, they, they roll with it, and you've you got to think on your feet quite often. Mm. Um, but, yeah, interesting to chat there um, to uh, Raymond. Oh, don't speak to him all that often. People say, oh, how, people always say, how's your dad going? Well, I don't know. I haven't really seen him for a while. I haven't seen him for um, ages, actually, mm. because we live COVID. outside outside um, council areas, yeah. whatever. I have not seen him for quite some time. I'm trying to work out. i tell you where the last time I saw him. I took the kids to the Easter show, and uh, where was he? Uh, we said goodbye or hello on, as driving underneath the tunnel Is to call right? the game or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that was pretty much it. So there he is. Billy Slater, Rab says, uh, but he did sort of have a bit of a, a rider to that statement, a caveat that, you know, it's not really fair to compare current players mm. to those of, of yesteryear, chalk and cheese. Um, but, you know, you bring you bring a Clive Churchill back or you, you bring a Wombat back into them and, th- and play them in the current era, 
and I bet they'd still be right at the top of the tree. You know, with the training, diets, yes, all, all that. that. Imagine how great some of them would have been. Oh, and what about also the? That would help, wouldn't it? That would help with the diet and all that sort Absolutely. of stuff and the training. Absolutely. Oh, gee, Bunch could you imagine clubs. comparing the comparing that to Dave to what they what they earned or didn't earn? Well, it was interesting listening to um, Morning Glory a couple of weeks ago and them talking about the size of Andrew and the fact he was getting paid five, six hundred grand a season was Andrew astron- Johns. Yeah, astronomical. Yeah, couldn't believe it. Now that's. You know, that's all right. An so Joey player. was the best, uh, best of his era. He was mm. the best of the time, commanding the biggest check, which mm. would have been the five or whatever, mm. the six. So that is your, well, okay. Um, the highest paid player we believe we know is Daly Cherry Evans. Mm. Is he the best player in the competition? Not at the moment. No. He's in the top five, no. according to Daly M's. Keep your, your text coming through. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. I know it's pretty late, but you might be up. Well, you clearly are up if you're listening. Uh, and you might have some thoughts on who you think the best number one is and uh, always will be. But that's hard to say, too, because we can't see into the future. If you want to jump on the uh, the phone, there is space on the open line. Um, we do have a six-pack rule, particularly on a Wednesday night when we're on air so late. If you've had uh, six or more sherbets, we strongly recommend you stick to the text uh, under six-pack. Uh, pick up the dog and bone and, and give us an SG ball. one one 1170 We'll sink into uh, all the news of the day next.